So hello and welcome, Mike Rob Hunter here again and in this episode I want to talk about 10 common beginner's microscopy mistakes. Well, these mistakes I've seen uh, quite often students make and um, of course also uh, other beginning microscopists and some of them seem to be quite um, yeah, common sense problems that you should avoid. Uh, but if you're not consciously aware of them, then you might easily overlook them. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to count down now all of those 10 problems in no specific order. So I'm not going to rank them in any specific order here. Uh, but I think uh, that uh, these uh, problems, if you are able to identify them, then it's going to make microscopy, of course, much easier for you. So we're going to start off uh, with uh, problem 10 and we're going to be counting down all the way to problem number one. So problem 10 is starting to observe a slide with a high power objectives. Okay, that's a big one. Um, in many cases, uh, the microscopes uh, have already the let's say the 10 times or the 40 times objective rotated in place. And uh, sometimes beginners, uh, they start uh, to simply continue to use those objectives uh, that are currently rotated into position. And uh, sometimes these are high power objectives, but that's not the objective that you're supposed to start with. You always have to start a microscopy session, a slide observation session rather, with a four times low power objective for several reasons. Uh, first of all, you do get the widest field of view. So you see a lot lot of the specimen and therefore um, it is uh, it gives you orientation and you can then recenter the slide in such a way that you're able to then have a look uh, at uh, yeah some certain parts uh, that you want to look at uh, but it's always a good idea to get um, an overview first the second reason why you should start with a low power objective is because uh, it, it generally has the highest depth of field so focusing is significantly easier and you can use also the coarse focus knob to quickly uh, find the focus. So yeah, generally, if a high power objective is in position, then always rotate it to um, to the four times uh, low power objective because uh, ultimately you're going to be much faster than trying to find um, a fo the focus uh, using the high power directly. So I think this was uh, enough for the problem number 10. Let's move down all the way to the next one. Not centering the slide is problem number nine. And people drop the slide in, usually into the mechanical stage. If you have a microscope uh, that has a mechanical stage and they completely forget about centering the slide and yes I have seen students in some extreme cases that actually looked at the slide label of course you're not able to see anything at all but then again um, even um, if uh, you have a more or less centered the slide it might not be centered enough because uh, some specimens are relatively small and uh, you might uh, have uh, the cover glass of your slide uh, under the mic uh, under the objective but maybe not the specimen which is uh, still smaller. So in order to center the slide properly, you should do that using the low power four times objective that I just mentioned before. So if you do not see anything, well, check whether you actually have something, um, yeah, whether the slide is centered. We move down to problem number eight, the condenser. Using the condenser for controlling the amount of light. Now the condenser, that is an optical system that can be found uh, beneath the stage. And the condenser um, has uh, several functions really. Um, sometimes uh, it also acts as a filter holder. There usually there's a swing out filter holder uh, beneath, uh, in, in the condenser. Um, there is also an iris diaphragm. The iris diaphragm um, yeah, controls the depth of field and contrast and resolution. But some people use uh, the iris diaphragm uh, to control light. Now, 
it's not completely wrong all the time to use it to control light, especially when uh, you're at very high power and when the specimen is very dark. You might want to open the condenser simply to make a, a dark specimen visible at all, but uh, th that's not what the condenser diaphragm should be used for. Um, always make sure that you go uh, to the maximum light level at a high magnification if it's too dark maybe I shouldn't have said ma maximum, but appropriate one rather, um, using the light intensity control and only when you're at the maximum and when this is not enough, then you should uh, adjust the condenser, condenser appropriately. Now, um, usually there is also an optimal condenser setting. It is like this, that uh, the condenser should be opened for the high power objectives because this also increases uh, the resolution. So ideally, the setting of the condenser and the numerical aperture, which is printed on the objective, uh, should uh, be yeah, correspond to each other. But uh, yeah, you can of course close it further down to increase uh, the depth of field and also the contrast. But you should not be using the condenser as a primary light control source. So problem number seven, we're counting down. <laughs> this is a bad one, really. Using immersion oil with a non-oil, the so-called the dry objectives. This is a really bad one and it happens all the time. It happens all the time, especially with uh, beginning microscopists and sometimes it's not even voluntary. Yeah. So immersion oil should only be used with a 100 times oil immersion objective. And uh, the objective has the word oil written on top of it. And for those of you who don't know what this is, um, it is the, the oil immersion uh, objective is uh, has uh, essentially is made in such a way that it can be rotated directly into the immersion oil. So this means that the objective itself will be covered with immersion oil. Now, and this immersion oil um, has the correct refractive index. It's placed on the microscope slide, and uh, this. Uh, it increases both the brightness and the resolution, but it can only and it can only be used for the oil immersion objective. And now what ha sometimes happens is, is that uh, people use the 100 times oil immersion objective, then they lose focus a little bit and they want to look um, at the specimen again using um, a, the lower power objective, let's say the 40 times objective. It's still high power actually, <laughs> but um, it's of a lower power than the 100 times oil, of course. And uh, then uh, they rotate it back and then they dip uh, the front part of the 40 times objective into the immersion oil and that's not good you have to clean it away um, it's not going to improve honestly it's not going to improve uh, the image quality to use those dry objectives with immersion oil um, it really doesn't make a lot of sense at all um, and as a matter of fact it might even damage the objective yeah so you should not be uh, doing that i, I remember um, a talk i once had with a representative from the company from a company microscope company uh, and he told me that uh, they've uh, in the laboratory they actually used accidentally they rotated a very expensive dry objective non-oil objective into the immersion oil yeah, which should not have happened this is a very very expensive objective and they had to take the objective apart uh, to clean it because some of the immersion oil actually got behind uh, the lenses I, I don't even know how this is possible uh, but they had to actually physically take uh, the objective apart and give it a service in the cleaning because um, yeah somehow oil actually went into the objective itself yeah? that's not something that you want and if this happens uh, with a slightly lower lower priced objective, then I would say, yeah, fixing it is not uh, an option. You have to simply exchange the objective and buy yourself a, a replacement one. So problem number six. 
<laughs> That's even worse than the other one. How do you like uh, getting mounting medium on the objective? Sometimes people confuse immersion oil and mounting medium. That's a bad one um, if you confuse it. But it happened to me as well. And I'll tell you how this happened. Uh, it happens because of impatience. And you have to be careful here. Um, what did I do? I made myself a permanent mount. Um, I used Uproll mounting medium, which uh, takes several weeks to completely dry. And some of the mounting medium actually spilled out from beneath the cover glass. And uh, it was therefore higher than the cover glass. And uh, yeah, because of the small distance between the objective and the microscope slide, I actually managed to, to dip the front part of the objective into the mounting medium. I panicked, really. <laughs> I immediately took the objective out, I screwed it out, uh, and uh, using uh, some solvent, I carefully cleaned the objective. Because if it turns hard, then you've got really a problem because it's going to be very difficult to remove. Yeah? Uh, so yeah, it can happen. Happened to me. Um, and for this reason, because we don't want uh, that this happens in an educational setting, like in the school where I work, for example, in this case, uh, we have uh, removed all of the immersion oil and all of the mounting media and we're not using uh, these things at all you know we're just uh, using dry objectives so let's continue mystic number five using the coarse focus knob with the high power objectives also something you shouldn't be doing um, many microscopes have two focus knobs a coarse and a fine focus knob and the coarse focus knob should only be used with a four times objective and the fine focus knobs uh, can be used with all objectives, of course, but you should never use the coarse focus knob with the high power objectives because it simply risks crashing the objective uh, into the slide. You don't want that. Uh, it's bad for the slide. It's bad for the objective. Yeah. Some some objectives have a, a, a front part. They're the spring-loaded. So they have a spring-loaded front part, and this means that the front part retracts. Uh, so this is a protective mechanism. Yeah, but still, if you continue to rotate the coarse focus knob, then you're actually going to do some damage. Yeah. So mistake number four, um, some t uh, spinning the fine focus knob when focus is lost. I've also seen this, that sometimes people completely lose the focus. And uh, what they do is, is they, try to they try to find the focus by rapidly spinning the fine focus knob. And that's also not really meaningful. Uh, because um, it simply takes a long time and you're much faster by st rotating the four times um, low power objective into position and then starting all over again. It's going to be a much faster uh, method of um, yeah, of finding the focus than just trying it by random, you know, by trial and error and by spinning the fine focus knob into one direction 15 times and then you cannot find the focus so you spin it back again and then you return turn it uh, yeah, into the other direction 15 times. Ah, uh, no. It's not, not a good idea. Mystic number three, um, starting to observe with a condenser all open. Um, basically, it's like this. When you start to um, find the focus of a, a specimen using the low-power objective, close the, obje uh, the, the condenser all the way. The reason is, is that this gives you not only the highest contrast, but also the largest depth of field. Um, the resolution might be lower, but uh, that's okay. Um, you just want to have a very high contrast in order uh, to make focusing much easier. And when everything is in focus and everything is centered, then you can switch to the next higher magnification. Um, but um, I would uh, not open the condenser, also maybe because uh, if the light is too bright at the beginning, then it might hurt your eyes. Yeah? But uh, yeah, finding... Uh, the center of the specimen and the correct focus at first close the condenser makes life much easier so mystic number two 
Keeping a microscope not covered, this will collect dust and sometimes quite a lot of it. So uh, make sure that, uh, yes, uh, you vacuum clean your room frequently where you have your microscope, put a dust cover on top of it. Dust is almost not avoidable. The dust is, is so ubiquitous, can be found everywhere. Um, very difficult, if not impossible to avoid. Um, but uh, you can at least reduce the buildup of dust on the microscope. Uh, my uh, recommendation is, is that if you have dust on the microscope, use either a brush, a dust brush or use compressed air uh, but do not use uh, those compressed air cans that also contain this kind of solvent um, sometimes uh, they are so uh, sold for cleaning computer keyboards or so uh, but you should not use those solvent containing ones uh, to remove air uh, to remove dust uh, because um, yeah there is a residue that might deposit on the microscope and uh, yeah, it's it's generally um, also not good because due to the evaporation it really cools down and uh, very quickly and it might not be good for the glass elements either yeah mystic number one turning the microscope on with the lamp set too high um, so this is actually mostly a problem with uh, microscopes that have a halogen light bulb and uh, you let's say you have uh, turned the light intensity all the way to high and then you switch the microscope off and the next person who switches it on will receive yeah will receive a very bright light but maybe only for the fraction of a fraction of a second because usually this is the time when the light bulb starts to break and burn out uh, when a lamp halogen so I'm mostly i'm not talking about the leds leds are pretty you know insensitive in this respect but halogen bulbs are quite sensitive and uh, when you have a cold halogen bulb and when you turn on the light then the resistance uh, is quite low um, and therefore there's a high current f uh, flowing through the halogen bulb and this might actually break it this is by the way the reason why most uh, of the traditional lamps uh, that we've got used why they break when you switch uh, uh, when you switch them on the reason is, is that they're still cold um, so always uh, turn down the microscope lamp also prevents uh, some eye damage if you're you have a very strong microscope lamp and uh, it goes from zero all the way to maximum and then yeah you're blinded so i would say that make sure that the lamp setting is always low yeah so basically i'm, I'm down to problem number one so these were 10 issues that i sometimes uh, find when people um, are not quite familiar with microscopes yet yeah so i think uh, i'm going to leave it at that now um i wish you all the best i wish you happy microbe hunting as always and uh, see you around next time bye bye <laughs>